What you doing? Designing my new 2021 Nissan Kicks Online in the Kicks Color Studio. I give each a special name. This one's electric blue, orange, red, white. I call it the gumball machine. You think it's me? I feel like you're more of a red velvet guy. Limitless possibilities. With over 100 million available color combinations and Bose Personal Plus system. In the boldly new 2021 Nissan Kicks. Bose is the registered trademark of the Bose Corporation. Color combinations include interior and exterior colors. Customization is an available feature subject to availability at participating Nissan dealers. See dealer for details. You're listening to the Soda Citizen Podcast, a podcast that highlights all of the reasons why Columbia, South Carolina is an amazing place to call home. My name is Mary Lane Sloan. And I'm Brad Allen. Mary Lane and I run The Art of Real Estate, a local real estate brokerage here in Columbia with the goal of not just helping people buy and sell homes, but to go beyond that to help create a sense of community that people are proud to call home. Thanks so much for tuning in. All right, y'all, we are back today to our second installment of the Soda Citizen podcast. I know it's a cool name. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but today we are focusing on the Cottontown area. And so we're having local celebrities. I call them celebrities. Mm-hmm. I think they're celebrities. Um, maybe even little man crushes of mine. I don't know. We'll throw it out there. Um, but we want to invite y'all to um, pay attention to this podcast. All the uh, episodes we're having coming out, they're going to be all over Columbia with different people. So that's what we're doing today on the Soda Citizen Podcast. And Mary Lane, take us away. Yeah. So today we have two awesome guests with us. We have John with Historic Columbia and we have Nick, the owner of Enda Coffee. And so thank you guys for being here and we'll just jump right in and maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourselves. John, we'll start with you. Um, how long have you lived in the Columbia area? Uh, which time? Oh, <laughs> your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> right, right out of starting blocks. Um, I grew up in Columbia okay. um, and ended up, uh, once I finished uh, Cardinal Newman, I went to the upstate for my higher education. Okay. Higher education equals higher elevation and <laughs> graduated from Clemson University in 91 and then again in 93 um, and moved out of the area, um, actually lived in New England for several years oh. and then came back to Columbia um, where I've been since 1996. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. Well, welcome back. So what would you say your favorite part about living in Columbia is? What do you love most about this town? Yeah, that's a good question. I was um, I was thinking about that um, the past couple of days, and I think it's the people, quite yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, no matter where I turn, I'm always speaking with people who are interesting, mm-hmm. um, who are really jazzed about living in Columbia because, you know, whether they've been here for years, or they've just kind of gotten on the scene, um, they're excited about what mm-hmm. they're seeing. And they're also motivated to be part of I think a lot of the positive things that we're having happen yeah, here sure. in the yeah. capital city. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So speaking of that. Hold on. We've got a call in question. Uh, I'm kidding. No, it's cool. <laughs> Keep going. Um, so <laughs> maybe since you, since you love Columbia so much, yeah. what are some of the things that you really like to do in the city? Yeah. Um, gosh, there, there are a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, even though uh, I do uh, have a degree from Clemson, a couple of degrees from Clemson, uh, a degree from Carolina as well. And okay. I support my Gamecocks. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, enjoy the Gamecocks. Obviously enjoy athletics, um, all different kinds. Um, enjoy the river. You know, oh, the river yeah. is such a beautiful asset. Mm-hmm. And I think that finally we're having people really appreciate that. Right. Do a lot of running. So yeah. I'm all over the city of Columbia. Yeah. And Across the river, going mm-hmm. to West Columbia. Across, across the, the river. river. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and they'll be back on uh-huh. the other side, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, they should. Good stuff. Um, but um, there's a really good number of different scenes, whether it's in um, you know the Vista or, or in Five Points, Main Street, yeah. and then, of course, um, up in the Noma area as well. Right. Yeah. Awesome. So, Nick, we're, we're throwing it to you. Same questions, <laughs> but we're trying to give everybody some street cred on why they're on our Columbia podcast, right? <laughs> so, being a company owner and stuff, like, give us a little background on you. How long have you been in Columbia? Why you... Why you're a know-it-all of Columbia? So I moved to Columbia in 2000. Um, 
came down here with a sales job and planned to be here for, I signed an eight month lease, if that yeah. tells you kind of what my <laughs> perspective was at the time. Um, basically, it was a get my foot in the door right. and then transfer first opportunity. <laughs> and glad it didn't happen. John, he's, he's stolen a couple of my answers already. <laughs> um, the people definitely were what, right. um, what drew me to the city. Um, I love that, you know, Columbia has, it's a major university. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's, there, there were things to do here. Um, at first I, I didn't really see that there was a lot to do outside. Right. I, yeah. yeah. I went to Appalachian state. Oh yeah. She used to <laughs> skiing, <laughs> snowboarding, rock climbing. We just sweat here. <laughs> and then I came down here and I was like, wow, there's, there's not, not many ways to interact with mm -hmm. the natural resources here. I drive across the Gervais street bridge and say, there's a beautiful river there, but I don't know how to get to it. I don't have mm -hmm. to, how to interact with it. Yeah. And, um, so, so anyway, um, but the people were the first thing that drew me to Columbia. And as I've been here, I've, I've learned that there's a lot of other yes. stuff mm -hmm. like the river. You just um, jump in. No, he's a big kayak. That's how you act. Love to go just kayaking. Jump in yeah, like the whitewater kayaking, right? Um, trying to get into that. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can, I've tried that. Working my way in. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Same. Um, so being a company owner in Columbia, which obviously Mary Lane and I are as well, like, you know, how it is to start a company in Columbia. Like why just, that's a big investment. Like that's a big deal. So like you said, you were only planning here about eight months. What made you want to open a company in Columbia? So, so I moved to Columbia in 2000, um, did some traveling, uh, was lived abroad for, for a couple of years. And, um, during that time, that was, that was really where I fell in love with cafe culture. Right. I guess, I guess I already enjoyed cafe culture, but I really learned, you know, started seeing how it brought people together across cultural boundaries. Um, people that I could hardly have a conversation with, I could sit down and have a cup of coffee with, and we're, we're bonding. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, when I started seeing how people were, you know, uh, the, the, the great amount of work that was going into, uh, growing and processing coffee, and and just just the the complexity and the simplicity that that paradox in coffee, uh, just it was something I fell in love with, and so I came back to Columbia and started sharing that experience right. with people, and didn't really plan on starting a business with right. that. Neither um, did we. <laughs> we, um, we we ended up um, going down to the what was the all local market at the right. time at Seven Hundred One Whaley. Yeah, of course that's become Soda City Market. Right. And, um, I remember roasting coffee on the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. Um, I remember that this, this wasn't like a business strategy kind of thing. It was just, <laughs> just kind of a, I enjoy doing this and I enjoy the community of the market. I enjoy, you know, the community of coffee and, um, the, the people of Columbia just, right. just really enjoying interacting. That's kind of what pulled me into, you know, starting to think about, Hey, maybe, maybe the, there's something here. Yeah. And, um, I don't know if you remember this. We, I, Found your coffee at Soda City, and then it was—I don't think it was you—but I used to have somebody deliver it here. Like y'all used mm -hmm. to deliver the nitro coffee or whatever. Because I, 
I loved it so much. They would bring like two big things. I almost died a couple times sure. from drinking too much. Like, <laughs> but they'd bring it to the office. And then sure. I know that y'all ended up opening a spot after that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I remember y'all at Soda City roasting it up and it was awesome. Certainly. Yeah. It was so. like one of the first times I saw the nitro, like in a keg kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. stuff going on. So I, as, as far as I know, we were the first in South Carolina and one of the first in the entire Southeast oh, wow. to do mm-hmm. uh, cold brew nitro. Jeez. So. And then Starbucks stole your idea. Cool. So, yeah, that happens, man. You're Got the best of us. So. so, John, back to you. You're my, like, historical, you are the historical main man of Columbia. At least that's what I call him. So, we're here to talk about Cotton Town today yeah. in, in reference to an area of town and obviously into coffee being in um, Cotton Town. So, I need you to break this down for our listeners of, like, what's the layman's area of Cotton Town, like, in the city specifically? And then, like, the actual, like, you have different, we argue a lot of boundaries of actual neighborhoods. So where is said cotton town? <laughs> sure. Sure. No problem. Um, so cotton town is most, I guess, easily defined geographically, yeah. um, by upper street. Ooh. I'm sorry. That's the old term. Elmwood <laughs> Avenue. Upper, <laughs> upper street, street was the original yeah. name mm-hmm. for the Northern uh, city limit. <laughs> um, and then to the West by main street, okay. um, all the way up to essentially Anthony, okay. um, and then over across to bull street. So that's the Cotton Town area. Some people call it Bellevue, not yeah. a whole lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that uh, is the Cotton Town Bellevue Historic District, and it's been a National Register district since the early 1990s. Oh wow! Yeah, is it one of the first ones? In it's there? one of the earlier ones, yeah. but it's a neighborhood that I would um, characterize as being very aware of the assets that it has, the wonderful architecture, yeah. and the history. Yeah. 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 So, quick question: How did Cotton Town get its name? Well, um, Cotton Town received its name from the cotton warehouses um, that were located in that area mm-hmm. of Columbia during the mid to early 19th century. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was proximal to a little area of town called Butcher Town, but I haven't Ooh. exactly found Ooh. where Doesn't Butcher Town yeah. was located. <laughs> yeah. It's not on the map, but it's in all the references. Mm-hmm. But Cotton Town, um, yeah, it's, it's in that area. Uh, where there were uh, there were warehouses. Gotcha. You're gonna say something? Yeah. I was going to say, what is the other boundary? Is it North Main? Or um, well, it's yeah, and it would be North Main, kind of Anthony in that area. Okay. Absolutely. And you know, the nice thing about kind of Cotton Town and the and the Noma area is it takes in not just Cotton Town, but also mm-hmm. of course Elmwood across the street, uh, across Main Street, and then you know brings in Earlwood and then um, Hype Park and all of those areas too. So it's real exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the cool part with Cotton Town, we've sold several houses yeah. in there and I've got some friends that have sold houses. I mean, the historic overlays are the real deal. I Absolutely. Mean, yeah. I mean, it is, it is, it's good because it's preserving it. What I like most about it, and I haven't done any research to find out, but that's the only place in the city with like, they're not roundabouts. They're like, Right, it right only <laughs> like you go into the center and you can only go one way. They are traffic calming measures. Oh, calming, calming measures. measures. We should put those on 26 and see how it works out, John. <laughs> those are not calming, those are infuriating. It, I have seen people, um, observe them and I've seen people, um, <laughs> circumvent them, shall we say. Uh, yes, well said. Yeah. <laughs> so, tying it back together. So, Nick, you you opened Enda, right? And mm-hmm. in Cotton Town and far as I know, that is, and I've been doing, we've been together about 15 years in real estate. That's the first like new business I've seen going to Cotton Town. And now I feel like it's just exploding. So mm-hmm. what made you want to go into Cotton Town of all places to open up a coffee shop? So, well, first of all, I, I would say um, Doug with Vino Garage mm-hmm. and yeah. also the Warmouth were the other yes, like early pioneers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I lived in the, the, North Main gotcha. area for quite a few years yeah. and um, would drive by the old Jim Moore property right. 
every day, right. several times a day. And I kept thinking, I wish somebody would buy do that something. and do something cool with it. There's a lot yeah. of personality here, this community. There's a lot of really cool historic houses. Mm-hmm. Um, people have already invested in the neighborhood. Right. Um, but there are no you know, commercial options. I mean, if, if you want to go eat, you have to go further into town yeah. or out to the suburbs. Yeah. Um, there's kind of a food desert. Absolutely. You know, very limited as far as grocery stores, very limited on any kind of retail. And um, so after saying that a lot, I wish somebody would do this. Um, you know, I, I guess I guess the logic was, you know, if I'm looking for this and I talk to lots of other people who also are saying this, maybe it's a good idea to um so start digging into it a little bit with the research and um the you know the discretionary income of the community right. uh the the number of you know young professionals that were moving in and just accessibility to you know with with um 277 and 126 kind of converging mm-hmm. right there that's mm-hmm. kind of at the corner um it started making a lot of sense right um i also had i remember Right after we signed an LOI, talking to um, the president of one of the larger commercial real estate firms in, in the city, and he said, why would you do a coffee shop there? I don't see it. I think you're crazy. <laughs> How are you going to get traffic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, of course, hearing that from right. somebody with his credentials right. was a little bit frightening. Yeah, but, sure. Um, Thankfully, um, well, I can I, I attest think... I was there this morning and there's plenty of traffic. <laughs> there's plenty of people getting coffee. I, I mean, it end is the spot to be over there. So, so, mm-hmm. so, so I think, I think there has been a hunger. Uh, people have been looking for options, you know, especially the people who've invested into the, the homes and, right. uh, and, and really saw the, the beauty of the livability of being so close to downtown and at the same time having, you know, the, the neighborhood mm-hmm. community kind of feel to it. Um, you know, it, I think it just really, the timing was right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, not only over there is Warmouth and not over there is Vino Garage, but I mean, you got Cottontown Brew Labs. Um, you just opened up, there's a copy, a copy shop next mm-hmm. to you. Um, what, Columbia Printing and Graphics. Yeah. Taste um, of the South and all those places, right? And yes. So Columbia Printing and Graphics is a long time Columbia business. It was uh, down near the Supreme Court. Right. And they moved over to Cottontown. Southern Pottery. Which is our hmm. going to be our new neighbor behind? They've they're moving from Divine Street. Street, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And um, after, I mean, that's that's been around for probably twenty years mm-hmm. at yeah. least. Yeah. Um, and then you have, of course, the brick oven pizza place that came mm-hmm. in. Yep. Um, we have a CrossFit gym that moved from Forest Acres. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's, it's kind of exciting, and and it's a really good eclectic mix of local small businesses. Right. So it just, I think we just kind of feed off of each other. So. With those of y'all being in the know, obviously with the the old Cadillac place, I've heard lots of stuff going around about what it could be, what it might be. I mean, I heck, much our church looked at it at one point. Is it is it still slated to be a charter school? Is that gone away? Do we know, is is it just chatter Can at this point? Even I think it's just chatter at this point. I I don't know. Um, I haven't heard, but I know that was one of those options that somebody had thrown out there, but I don't know. There are lots of rumors, right? Um, how true they are. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to hard to tell, yeah. but um, I've heard they're they're it's under contract with somebody new now, so oh, cool. I, I don't know, kind of a mixed use kind of thing. So yeah. that would be really exciting. Yeah, so. no, a hundred percent. I think that'll be it's three or five acres. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. That's one of the larger set besides obviously Bull Street Campus, right. one mm-hmm. of the bigger tracts yeah. of land in town that's sure. available. 
it's a really cool building. It's, it is. You know, erected in 1951, you know, um, just coming out of World War II and seeing that structure and that really that property as part of that automotive history mm-hmm. that so clearly defined that uh, a mid 20th century um, character mm-hmm. of that stretch of Main Street. It's really pretty neat. Yeah. So, John, what are the what is the technical term for the the, I guess, bow and truss um, system, the the roof line on the on the buildings over there. On those buildings, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you largely have. So just to be clear, like they're more rounded yeah, on the top. Yeah, it's, it's essentially a, a truss mm-hmm. system. It's an open truss system. Um, pretty common to what I would classify as you know, service and light industrial types mm-hmm. of buildings um, because of the um, the composition of the buildings and the nature of essentially small to medium box, um, they're really good for adaptive use. And so that's where you've seen a number of right. um, entrepreneurs coming into, obviously, these mm-hmm. buildings and starting up all different kinds of things from um, you know, food and beverage to uh, office space and so forth. And that for me is, is really exciting because um, I think of how buildings learn, so mm-hmm. to speak, and how buildings can learn new tricks. Right. And that's what I find really fascinating about that aspect of Cottontown because there are a number of historic structures that are being adapted for mm-hmm. new use, but there's also a number of parcels of land that are, um, I think, just poised to have new construction uh, that potentially, hopefully, would be informed by some of that earlier historic yeah. precedent. Are there historical overlays on commercial buildings or is it the historic overlay just for residential? Um, well, the, the district is residential, um, but I do believe that there is some oversight in terms of um, the Design Development Review Commission for the commercial area. Gotcha. Um, uh, but um, it's not the same. They're kind of two different beasts. Gotcha. Well, so Nick, did you have to jump through or wade through a lot of red tape when you were trying to open Inda? Um, we did have some red tape, but you Tell know, kind of it. it's, uh, we're, we're three <laughs> years out now, <laughs> but any, I mean, was it difficult to renovate the building or get permits or do any of that kind um, of which, stuff? Or would you recommend actually people that are thinking about opening a business in right. an older building? Like, come on down. Would that be something that you would I mean, do again? I would certainly do it again. Yeah. I, I think, I think in terms of, I just love the personality and the character, mm-hmm. um, even in the way that we have our signage on the building mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um instead of painting over murals that were painted in in the 1940s you know we opted to um on one side leave the mural as it as it stood mm-hmm. so it still says done electric mm-hmm. and on the other side of the building we just painted over the top half of the sign so it mm-hmm. says into coffee but then company and the done electric logo mm-hmm. are as they were mm-hmm. oh, in the, so so we we preserved the font and mm-hmm. the colors and um, and even just the the kind of the distressed chipped paint mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. look to leave it as it was. So yeah. what I love about the effect that you achieve there is there's this complexity. There's this mm-hmm. you know kind of um, patina, mm-hmm. and and that's that you know that's that yes. uh, that's that good wear that you have mm-hmm. over time that says hey we've been here a while. And, and I think of uh, it sounds might sound silly, but I think of the the coffee there. And to me, it's really just complex. It's a great coffee. I love mm-hmm. the you know the beverages that you serve and. And it just kind of goes hand in mm-hmm. glove for me. You know, it's it's right. a vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. And to give Nick a shout out, I mean, we've done spotlights there and this isn't about us, but like you can see more about that or the types of roof trust systems, which are really cool. You need to go in and, uh, and see it. And while you're there, the coffee's great. Mm-hmm. Y'all have, and 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I know y'all have beer on tap of local breweries. Mostly you've got meetings, like actual meeting rooms sometimes that are available sure. and there's always like meet and greets going on. We had a, uh, an event there. Mm-hmm. We could run, you can rent out the entire space, I guess at uh, certain. for certain cost, and there's parking lot. I mean, there's plenty of places. And the cool part is I see a lot of my neighbors. I'm over in the forest a- acres area and I get my haircut at Circa, which is kind of inside of Enda. Mm-hmm. And I see my friends that don't work downtown, whether they're getting coffee going mm-hmm. back to Divine <laughs> Street or wherever they work. Mm-hmm. At, and you've got food too. So, I mean, you've got a so, lot going on. When are you going to start barbecue or something? Nothing. You know, <laughs> interestingly <laughs> enough, oh, um, we, I might we, just start <laughs> we do have, um, have a satellite event for Columbia Food and Wine. Oh, that's right. That will have yeah, a yeah. charcuterie and cured yeah. meats kind oh. of, kind of theme. So, so yeah, just thinking about that. Mary Lane loves, uh, she's a vegan, so she doesn't actually like meats. I love but, charcuterie. <laughs> but, I like no. the little pickles that come on this ad. Yeah. I went there for an Indie Grits thing too, right? They had a big concert That's, out there. Yes, Indie Grits, uh, which which also has moved its headquarters into the the Noma area. So yeah. Cottontown is being is part of that. Um yeah, that's that's coming around the corner. That's in March, yeah. uh, the weekend of I think the twenty sixth through the twenty eighth. Yeah. Um, I think it's the largest film festival in the Southeast. Wow. So, so being the history guy, um, why do you think cotton town and other areas of town, but specifically now cotton town is being revitalized? Why are you seeing, why do you think you're seeing this, um, influx of people wanting like Nick to invest in either commercial spaces or even the residential part? Well, I think in general, um, and, and you're seeing this in Columbia as well as other, uh, cities throughout the United States, there is a general, um, rebirth in the interest of urban living. Right. Um, and so when you have these kind of cool pockets of um, uh, undeveloped or underdeveloped areas that are ripe for um, kind of new vision, right. um, they become very popular um, with the you know, correct business models and with the right energy. And it's, it's, a, um, it's certainly the case in Cottontown. Um, Cottontown, of course, benefits from, you know, being uh, that largely residential area that, um, helps people, um, you know, feed these wonderful businesses. They can literally walk to them. I mean, anytime you can walk to something, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Except uh, in August, <laughs> you know, you just walk a little slower, walking sweat. <laughs> um, but, um, but no, I, I've been thinking about that a lot because, um, Cottontown, I think has been not uniquely suited, but it's certainly among those areas of Columbia that benefit from, um, this kind of critical mass of, of properties that have caught folks' imagination, um, and also they're you know they're buffered by these residential areas, and so you have um, you have that 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 critical mass of people and interest and um, discretionary income, like you said. Yeah. yeah, and I think I mean so Marilyn and I aren't just real estate agents; like we do study the game, right? Yeah. And, and um, having some background in, in sociology and psychology and stuff from college. Looking at how, and correct me if I'm wrong, but my theory or what I think the theory is, is baby boomers came back or the parents of baby boomers came back from the war, built these larger houses, right? No, I got it wrong. Come on, John, help me out well, here. <laughs> how the, tr- the trends like cycling. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, so so essentially what you're looking at is um, Cottontown is an early, for all intents and purposes, an early 20th century um, suburb. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily think of it as a suburb right. today, but it's it's an early suburb. There's a racetrack near there at one yeah, point, right? Yeah, not, not too far off to the west uh, in, in Elmwood. And, um, and, and so what you have is kind of second generation folks who, you know, after the war, um, in some cases decided to move out and create what we would call that, that second generation of suburbs. So you're looking at the forest acres areas and you know, right. Dutch square mm-hmm. and so forth mm-hmm. and so on. And then what you have now is in some cases, 
kind of fourth generation, fifth generation um, owners of properties who are coming in and they're discovering that you know these early 20th century houses mm -hmm. have a lot of character. They're not mm -hmm. cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. um, they have a lot of amenities uh, just in their kind of historic shell. And they are um, relatively easily adapted for modern conveniences. Mm -hmm. True. Uh, and so, you know, it's a win-win situation for folks who um, want something that's not uh, perhaps a, a track house, so to speak, right. mm -hmm. but something that's really close downtown mm -hmm. yeah. and has some character to it and a little bit of um, a little bit of patina, like we said. Mm -hmm. yeah. And usually, not always, but usually kind of an established landscape yeah. right. and, and garden yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 And that's when my, my first house I bought was over in Melrose Heights. And yeah. It's, um, you know, 1940s, got the arches and the built-in China cabinets. And of course, mm -hmm. we went there and changed out some appliances and put yeah. in, you know, central heating and air. That always helps. <laughs> but what is the city of Columbia? And I, th I think there's a tie-in with historic Columbia as well to protect these areas that will allow consumers to come in and modernize them, but not erase the past. Yeah, and I know sure. Historic Columbia has a, a pretty good hold in that too. Well, Historic Columbia, first and foremost, we're a private nonprofit organization and we are um, historic preservation advocates. Um, we're very intent on helping um, the citizens of Columbia and Richland County know more about their local history. And part of that local mm -hmm. history is our built environment. Um, preserving aspects of that built environment um, you know, helps, I think the city continue to thrive and grow. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not antithetical to new development by any means. In fact, I think it, uh, stimulates new development in positive ways. Um, in terms of looking at, uh, neighborhoods, um, in Columbia that are, that are historic and districts that are historic, um, historic preservation overlays are something that is generated or that are generated um, by the citizens themselves working with the city of Columbia and, and Richland County. And so, for instance, um, I live in the Melrose Heights, Oakland neighborhood, and we're an architectural conservation district, just like um, Cottontown. And so there are certain aspects of those um, neighborhoods that are sacrosanct, and we really don't want to change those because if you start chipping away at those character-defining features, it really impacts not only the cultural important the architectural importance but also kind of the bottom line mm -hmm. financially right. you yeah. know that's one of the reasons people come to these places um historic columbia doesn't have any kind of um uh, of oversight in terms of restrictions or anything like that um, but it does work with um property owners whether it be commercial or residential um, it works with interested parties when they're redeveloping things to really dig down and figure out what the most important historic aspects of their property are. Right. So we can hopefully retain those things. And in some cases, um, folks can benefit from tax credits. Uh, yeah. And that's an important, important incentive. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. In some of these. Uh, and that's another podcast projects. we're going to have you on yeah. about and talk about like the Bailey bill and some other yeah. tax incentives that um, maybe people can take advantage of. I know there's mm -hmm. a, it's a big thing out there right now. So I do have one thing that's off script. Off script. Is it Geiger or Geiger Street in Cottontown? <laughs> we we fight this. What do you think it is, Marilyn? Geiger. You think it's Geiger? Geiger. It's Geiger. Geiger. Like that that's factual. Sound appropriate. Like, it's Geiger. It's Geiger. That's inappropriate. Yeah. Geiger. Geiger. Is there history? I won't ask. UG and Geiger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't even get me started with UG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick, did you have any um adapting a question we have together? Mm -hmm. But did you did you Use any tax uh, incentive credit, historic tax stuff. Did that help in your building? Or was that not? Um, there were viable? some some cool. incentives there. Yeah, yes. and again, not getting into it deep today because it's a whole other podcast. But there are incentives actually to go mm -hmm. in there to historic properties over a certain age and been vacant so long. I think um, to really get some serious tax credit money, which mm -hmm. is smart. So I think that's also, I guess, 
helping people revitalize, yeah. right? And if you do it well, you often mm-hmm. get recognized by your mm-hmm. peers mm-hmm. and folks in Columbia and Historic Columbia because you received a Historic Preservation Award just a couple of years ago. So Absolutely. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. So send you off uh, or send us off on our podcast. Um, we have some just toss-up questions we ask um, all of our, our guests. So um, let's go with Nick. Um, where do you see Columbia in the next five years? I know that's a really big question, but we're um, always interested to see where our local friends think our area is going. You know, every year, I think the livability of, of Columbia gets better and better. And, I, you know, maybe right now the thing I'm most excited about, we've talked about rivers a little bit, but the, the Greenway. Um, yeah. I, and, and I think as far as, you know, right now we're waiting for the, for the new phase from like adjacent yeah. to Candy Lane right. on the Saluda going up to I-26. I see little buildings being built, but I haven't it's, seen any paths yet. The, the paths are paved. Oh, cool. Um, they're lighted. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, the, basically the, the bathroom facilities and the ranger station are built. I think right now there's, they're kind of mired in some... I don't understand all the bureaucracy, but <laughs> there are some things holding things up a little okay. bit. But within, I, I'm I'm told on people that I think are in the know that yeah. are optimistic that within the next couple of months that's going to open up. Um, and 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 I know there are some great plans to right. continue the just uh, connectivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as far as some some pedestrian bridges across the river on both the broad and salute eventually right. and some, you know, there's some other things there that, that I think are really going to m- kind of connect the boroughs a little bit, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um, and make this a much more bikeable city, mm-hmm. much more walkable city. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and where people can take strollers and walk dogs. And I mean, you can see that with soda city yeah. main mm-hmm. street came alive when, mm-hmm. absolutely when you created an infrastructure, gave somebody a reason to come regularly. Uh, Greenway is doing that in in really profound ways as well. So I'm Great. I'm excited about that. Um, you know, I think um, I think Columbia is is just getting better. There's a lot of smart, creative people here that are that have some big ideas. And um, you know, so I don't know exactly what that up. looks it's like. Going up, it's, it's not going, going down. I'm I'm very bullish on hmm. on our on the Midlands. Well, yeah. I mean, actually, I mean, yeah. you opened a second location on Main Street. So I mean, like, yeah, yeah you must. You must believe, right? <laughs> You're doubling down on it. So. All your eggs in the Columbia basket. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm curious for either one of you. Yeah. Um, I know you're both, you know, very involved in historic Columbia and in into coffee. But are there other organizations that either one of you are, you know, passionate about, involved in that you think would be important to share with anybody that's listening? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I'm involved in a variety of different things. Um, one uh, group that I really enjoy and one that's been part of my life for, gosh, probably seven years now is, yeah. is F3. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's uh, more than just a local workout group. Mm-hmm. It's also uh, uh, a group of folks who really um, work to hone leadership mm-hmm. um, uh, characteristics um, in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also got a social component as well. Right. Um, active in my church, St. John's Episcopal Church. Um also active, uh, have been active in uh, the Columbia Design League, um, cool. was on that board for some time, and now I'm a board member of the uh, Columbia Development Corporation. So um, those are just a few things, but um, you know, just real quick piggybacking, sure. you know, the next five years, I see um, huge growth, uh, I really do, in Bull Street. Mm-hmm. I think the Bull, the Bull right. Street District is going to be amazing. Um, and then South Main, I see some of that mm-hmm. happening as well, um, mm-hmm. in addition to what's going on in, in Noma. So. so South Main thinking like, 
obviously south of the state house. South of the state house, mm-hmm. yeah. South of the state house. I see there mm-hmm. there being some development there as well. That'd be so, pretty cool. Yeah. Absolutely. University development, you think, or like probably a little yeah. bit of both. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So Noma and Soma. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You might have just coined that. <laughs> well done, Mary Lane. Thank you. Heard it here first. What about you, Nick? Are there any uh, organizations that you're a part of that you know you want to get people involved in or that you think are just good to share? Because everybody's always asking us, like, I want to get involved, I want to do stuff. And mm-hmm. Then a lot of people don't know about all the little ones that we have going on that are really impactful. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in in terms of um, one would be the North Columbia Business Association. Oh, yeah. um, uh, I sit on the board um, that and and it's um it's a great organization if you're if you're wanting to open a business in right. North Columbia or currently own a business. Um, it there's uh, it's it's a great organization to help kind of bridge the city and the county and right um sometimes like help solve problems um because inevitably when you're opening a business there will be yep. issues mm-hmm. and um we have not experienced that <laughs> <laughs> and so having somebody who you know knows the right person to call um can maybe can communicate and be an advocate yeah. um and help sure. help that process along um they've been really helpful for for us when yeah. we were getting started and then um we've been able to be involved in helping other businesses in yeah. that way as well um you know i i'm i'm a big fan of again with the rivers the river alliance mm-hmm. um is helping what is that i mean um, some of us know but what is that the river alliance so so i think the short of it is is they um help resource you know go out and find funding both federal and state and local funding um for advancing uh river access um and and basically they're dreaming like what i think their their tagline is something like what 90 miles of river could be mm-hmm. um and so um everything from congaree national park right to you know up to lake murray yeah. and um really the, the greenways we have they've had yeah. a big part in you know acquiring the the property surveying going through a lot of the permitting and right those types of issues and then handing those over to the municipalities, oh, cool. um, that kind of thing. So um, I, I'm a big fan of that because that has had a huge impact on, on me and the way that I view the Midlands as far as a right. livable city. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, I mean, there, there are others, the Congaree river keeper as well goes right. along with that. Um, Wow, there's so many. Cottontown Bike Collective. Yeah, so I saw um, their sign. I don't know much about them, but I know they're right there really, off of Elmwood, really right? Cool. You know, um, I was actually over there last night. Uh, the, the, um, there's a local artist painting a mural on the side of the building, which cool. is going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, look for that when you're coming on Elmwood, getting onto 126. Yeah, that's right. Well, Maryland's been selling some houses on Wayne Street. Yeah. Yeah. New development yeah. with yeah. character. Yeah. Um, it's been pretty interesting. Wayne Street's a great location. Mm-hmm. And uh, Traron Cook is is the the artist who's who's painting there if you you may have seen him at uh soda city mm-hmm. or at any kind of music event or kind of documents what's happening in columbia right yeah. now yeah. so um visually yeah and um but but the bike collective um it's it's a nonprofit. they um that basically people donate bikes they fix them up they sell bikes um that's that's part of how they they generate um funds for to continue um sometimes they have made available bikes to transportationally disadvantaged mm-hmm. people yeah. mm-hmm. because you know if you have to walk from certain mm-hmm. parts of north columbia right. yeah um where their jobs are 
hard to come by. Yeah. Uh, you know, having a bike might open up further opportunities. Um, so they, they work with, yeah, really, uh, but, but also I, I take my bike all the time for a tune up and that yeah. kind of thing. And they're incredibly reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're great at, um, mm-hmm. fixing bikes as well. If you need, you need a, need a, a very reasonable bike. Yeah. Um, so, and, and then also if you see the bike stations yeah, you've got one around the your city, building, we right? have mm-hmm. one outside of our building. Yeah. Um, they're, they're just a great organization. Yeah. So. There's so many others, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'll stop there for now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no worries, no worries. Well, historic Columbia. Yeah. That's right. Hey, we'll, we'll be plugging them in some future episodes. We hope to make uh, John our resident uh, historian, so we can, sure. you know, not think we know everything about how people find houses. Um, and John can correct me. Um, but I will say I appreciate you both being on here. Thank you. Um, I'm sure you're open to people reaching out to you if they have any questions Absolutely. specifically about anything. Um, and then we'll keep plugging some stuff with historic Columbia because you're doing a lot of great things to make Columbia a great place to live. And Nick, you're doing a lot of great things to make people want to live in Columbia as well. (laughs) So we do appreciate both of you for your time and your energy and your just business prowess for being in Columbia. So thanks for making Columbia great guys. We really do appreciate you. Thanks much. Absolutely. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to our Soda Citizen podcast. We hope that you found the content relevant and exciting to listen to. We'll be dropping these as frequently as we can. And if you have any ideas that you'd like to see featured here, feel free to drop us a link below. And thanks to Andrew Miles for being the greatest producer we have in our company. Um, So we hope you found this relevant. Keep an eye out or an ear out because we're gonna be dropping these pretty frequently. So see you soon. What you doing? designing my new 2021 Nissan Kicks Online in the Kicks Color Studio. I give each a special name. This one's electric blue, orange, red, white. I call it the gumball machine. You think it's me? I feel like you're more of a red velvet guy. Limitless possibilities. With over 100 million available color combinations and Bose Personal Plus system in the boldly new 2021 Nissan Kicks. Bose is the registered trademark of the Bose Corporation. Color combinations include interior and exterior colors. Customization is an available feature subject to availability at participating Nissan dealer. See dealer for details. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal.